on to the next one. This one, this post, I really like because it says a lot about me. And while I was typing it, I didn't, I was, I mean, I knew what I was writing, but it was kind of just a, you know, splur of thoughts. And I got to learn some stuff about me. And I got kind of some explanations as to why I felt confused literally my whole life. So that was cool. And without further ado, lost in the thrill of it all. Thanks, Frank Ocean. All right, here we go again. Another plummet into the streamlines of my consciousness. No wonder people say I overthink a lot. That probably stems from the fact that I let myself think a lot when I was younger. I would be in the front seat of my mom's car, awaiting the return of my sister from her acting classes, as we aimlessly drove around the streets of Los Angeles. I was never one to talk much when I got in these moods, so I turned the radio up and let my head wander. I was the epitome of the sad girl looking out the window, fantasizing about how I would make it up on that billboard. And people say I'm humble. (laughs) Little do they know what's going on in my head. In all seriousness, though, I genuinely believed I was a performer. The next Julia Roberts, if you may. Too bad I wasn't the one taking acting classes. I had been dancing my whole life and was thrown right up there on that stage. What was I gonna do? Not give him a show? Hell no. I brought the waterworks out. Most of my solo dances, which are the tear-jerking heartbreak songs there to just make you feel worse about not actually being Beyonce. I'm feeling like her, so where is my triple clapback album? I'm sure that's what my future holds. (laughs) Anyway, I'm certainly no stranger to this gut-wrenching, heartbroken experience because I had my first go at it with my naive 15-year-old mind. At the time, dance was my outlet, so I left it all out on stage as I was reminded that I ain't got nothing without you because one plus one equals two... Yeah. See, I love Beyonce, and anyone who knows me can attest to that. But my vulnerable young mind did not need to think my 16-year-old boyfriend was it. I was thrown into a world of fantasy even more when I was dancing, and I just let that trickle into my thoughts to deal with the bland reality of life off the stage. This is how I was feeling at the time, at least. I played a mental game with myself that would always lead me to feel like reality wasn't living up to my expectations. That certainly began to turn me into a bit of an asshole. I was not nearly as appreciative of my experience as I should have been. It was then I began to really truly feel the personal guilt weigh on me. I realized it was all my fault. So I started my journey towards finding retribution for it by following along without expectations or opinions. And that's precisely what I did. I started following along. It felt as if my life was no longer mine. I was just letting it take me. I still enjoyed what I was doing day to day for the most part, but I started to lose myself, my personality and opinions. I identified myself through the people around me, which naturally tends to happen with surrounding friends, and I found myself utterly disappointed when these people would leave my life. Frankly, I didn't know what to do because my hobbies had changed and the once important aspects of my life were thrown on the back burner. When I really felt like I had lost every aspect of myself, I met a boy who let me explore the outside world with him. Literally. We would go on hikes, drive together in his pickup truck, 
And he even gave me surf lessons a few times. What a dreamy high school experience, right? Well, it was, until our relationship rightfully fell apart. I had a love and loyalty so strong to give that no 16-year-old boy could handle that, let alone even a boy in his 20s. It took me a while to get here, but I understand why I felt as if I scared all the boys I loved away. Because I was always ready to commit and to build a life with that partner. It was much easier for me to see a life trailing behind these boys' likes and interests than actually realizing I'm the one who creates my lifestyle. The only one. And it, get, and it took feeling so shamefully alone so many times to get here. I had grown so attuned to believe I would never reach my goals because my dreams were so far-fetched. This idealized fantasy world began to take over all aspects of my life. I wanted to be a lawyer, a superstar, a war photographer. One time I even thought I could join a women's football team. That's a good one. I was so unsure of who I was that anything was possible because I did not really know what I liked. I didn't have many opinions about my life. Not that I know exactly what I want and who I am now, but falling in love with another person to escape the journey of self-discovery created an unsustainable chain of habits in my life. And college just perpetuated this feeling. This is when I'm supposed to begin my journey towards finding a person, purpose in life. I had no clue what to do, so I took the reasonable route by studying business. What I found here was that I was not passionate about what I was learning. I was pleased to be learning, but it did not fill my cup. So I searched for it elsewhere. Luckily, I had experienced a full cup before, and my trusty, hopeless romantic in me decided to find that purpose through him. Well, like I said before, that pure sense of emptiness I'm feeling now comes from this loss of purpose. And feeling completely alone goes hand in hand with this experience. Remember how I mentioned I feared the journey of solitude that stems from heartbreak? Well, here we are. Feeling alone because now my life is solely guided by me instead of adjusting to fit another human's needs. Many decisions are coming my way on where I want to see my life moving forward. It's about damn time I make those decisions for myself. Leaning into living a selfish life to explore my own interests, beliefs, and opinions. When I say this, the empath in me screams to tread lightly because I cannot make every decision without others in mind. What about my friends? My co-workers? My family? Well, I'm pretty damn fortunate that I have the support of the people around me. Because I can begin to teach myself that I don't always have to try and consider everyone. To find that balance of kindness and respect while practicing self-serving actions that work towards where I want to see myself. Because this is my life, and I am the only one in control of that. So I am allowing space for healing and genuinely beginning my journey of self-discovery alone. I decided to launch myself out of an environment I felt suffocated in and follow the path of the 20-something-year-old heartbroken fool in finding herself. But from the wise words of an incredibly insightful close friend of mine, I'm not going to find myself. I'm going to create myself. And this Ronnie wants to get a nice tan. Good thing I'll find some serious sunshine in Costa Rica. Oh yeah, there is a lot about me. It is going through multiple relationships I've been through and really getting into the nitty gritty of my attachment issues. We're working on it, I promise. 
Um, the first thing I'm going to touch on is the fact that you probably think I'm absolutely insane for saying that I could commit to someone at, like, 16. I mean, not 16, but 20, I, I definitely, like, you know, I thought I could commit to someone by 20 years old. That sounds, you know, you're young, wild, and free. Why would you want to do that to yourself? But I just have a lot of love to give. And I am such a cheesy fuck because I love love. I do. I'm passionate about it. Um, but that's not something you can build a life off of because you can't put that expectation on someone because they're living their own life. So I'm really glad that I've been able to get to this place of realizing the importance of keeping yourself together when you're in a relationship because if you lose yourself the other side is really scary and dark and I got to see that so things got really tough back in Boston for me there were just there's a, there was a lot of baggage there was a lot of negative energy around me and a lot of uh like capacity to fall back into bad habits so with the wonderful support of my family, of my dad, of my mom. Um, they were able to get me out to San Diego tentatively. And we decided, I mean, I decided with my dad, it was kind of back and forth for a few days, but came to the conclusion that we're going to do a makeshift semester abroad for me and I'm going to finish the semester in Costa Rica. Everyone looks at me with crazy eyes if I'm on Zoom when I'm telling them this. Um, but it is the right choice. I know this is the right choice. Because I do need to try to go on this journey alone. Because I have a lot of things that I need to learn about myself. And a, and a lot of things that I need to observe about myself. Because... I lost who I was, I lost my values, and I don't want to go into the next chapter of my life treating people in a way that I don't respect about myself. So that's the goal, is to, you know, really build my character, really see what kind of person I want to be, and make that person, um... So I'm I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to it. I leave in about two weeks now. And I'm going to get so tan. I can't wait. Oh, and so many mangoes. Mangoes are the queen of all fruits. No cap. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks for listening. And hope to see you next time.